Hey, you're listening to Naptime Investigations, a true crime podcast. What we're about to discuss is likely disturbing and contains mature content with the use of adult language and the occasional mom joke. Listener discretion is advised. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Naptime Investigations or Twitter at Naptime underscore podcasts. We're your hosts. I'm Taylor. And I'm Amanda. We're just a couple of internet mom friends who like to talk about true crime and conspiracies when we can get our children to sleep. Thanks for being our kind of person and joining us to talk about what normal people think isn't appropriate for small talk. Losers. Lame. Hello. Hello. We're back. Dude, life is rough. You're fucking telling me. Zero out of a hundred. Do not recommend. I am not going to apologize, though, because, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. We have children and things. 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 Jobs. Jobs. Dude. Husbands. Husbands. Yeah. (laughs) That's a whole other full-time job. A whole other fucking Mm man-child. Okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, Today we're going to... This case is really heavy, and I'm going to... Obviously, we're talking about dead people, so every case is pretty heavy. Right. This one is very relevant, and it's still unfolding. This is the most recent case we have covered. Oh. Um... It's the Brianna Taylor case, and it is a lot. I want to also say that this is a very political case. It is very go into it with an open mind. We all have read, especially our U.S. listeners. We've all read the headlines and right. seen the protest and everything like that. Um, there is more behind it. Um, I'm only gonna go as deep as as we possibly can in one episode um and like i said that all the information is still unfolding and um we will hopefully have an update when there is one cool so brianna oh brianna you are shocking me with this i'm gonna cry right now why the basic information that i know about this case like i want to cry like a lot um yeah, wait till I play you a 911 call. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brianna Taylor was 26 at the time. She was living in Louisville, Kentucky. She was an EMT. And at the time, she was a full-time ER tech working crazy hours. Most of her time was spent in the emergency room doing those things. Obviously, we are in the middle of a pandemic. So work was crazy. And and not only work just being crazy emotionally, it's taking a toll on all of us. We're all right. affected by this in some way, but uh, medical workers and people on the front lines, it's, it's tough. Shout out to healthcare workers. Yeah. Um, she was working at the University of Louisville Health. I think it's Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, I think the S is actually silent. Louisville. Louisville. Louisville pretty sure it's Louisville. We all know I can't talk. <laughs> I'm illiterate. 
We love you. I'm an illiterate person making a podcast. Um, Rihanna was, I would probably want to be her friend. She was super fun. The life of the party. People often said that she was even just fun to do mundane tasks with. She would call someone up and be like, yo, I got to go to the grocery store. Like I'm pulling through, like hop in the car and we're going to like jam and like, we're going to go to the grocery store, which is really, I want to be her friend. It's really funny. Meg and I do that. Um, we go grocery shopping at least once a month together but um things like that that. i love just living life with people that are good people so and that was that was definitely brianna she had a boyfriend kenneth walker and they actually lived together in an apartment in louisville louisville (laughs) i hate myself um they had been dating on and off for a while and there was an saying in an interview is a little challenging sometimes and in an interview yeah Kenneth was so in love he talked about how he was gonna marry her and how one day he just recalls like they were they're having like casual like banter and something got brought up that like she was gonna mother his children one day oh my god um I just remember knowing having that relationship with my husband who was obviously then my boyfriend at the time and um literally just imagining my life with someone all of the big things that you want to do um and and that was Brianna and Kenneth although I mean they were 20 she was 26 like I don't remember how old Kenneth was I don't even know if I put it in here um they did a lot of growing up together they were on and off they had relationship things like we all do sure um but they were steady and they were living together and they were happy and and loving um her mom has been quoted multiple times just saying that she was simply full of life and easy to love she um was a better version of herself is what she said which i was like oh my god heavy yeah be while I go cry. Yeah. I wish my mom would say something nice about me. Straight Loris. Up. No shout out to you today. Not this you Don't episode. say nice things. Say nice things, Loris. Shit. <laughs> you hoe. My mom is a hoe. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> she, she, she went there. She went there. Um, so, on March 13th, 2020, about six months ago, yesterday, um, not long after midnight, the Louisville police arrived at Brianna Taylor and Kenneth Walker's apartment. Brianna and Kenneth um, were watching a movie in bed. They had attempted to play Uno. They wanted to do both. They wanted to play Uno and kind of have a little date night, you know, and then watch a movie. But Brianna was exhausted. This was the beginning of the pandemic everything was kind of just unfolding and life is just busy you know so they made it like halfway through the uno game and she was in the long hours that she was working i can't imagine um so she made it halfway through that uno game and and kenneth was like i knew she was tired so we just put it away and we we got in bed and started watching the movie um they made it through a little while of the movie and 
Brianna had just fallen asleep. Kenneth was like, I expected this, you know. My husband already knows. I'm not the one to watch movie with. I will fall asleep. <laughs> Regardless of how many hours I'm working or whatever is going on, oh, I'm not a movie watcher. That is Kev. Like, he always, he's like that old man that falls asleep wherever he sits. Like, and I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't have the attention span. I could do, like, I can sit there and watch TV with you, like TV shows. But the attention span to, like, watch a full movie is just not my jam. I can't like some movies like um The Lion King I can watch Moana Love without Moana. my child because then I have to pause it all the time um things like that I can watch but anything I don't know like I, too I, happy yeah I get bored I love scary movies I do too um so there's a few that I there's like scary movies that I enjoy but like action I'm even bored with or drama or like comedy or romance like I'm like com- comedy is okay sometimes not one of the action, action my um my in-laws are super into like sci-fi stuff and i'm like this is unrealistic i like cannot sharknado stupid shit yeah <laughs> or like <clears throat> um a lot of the stuff they watch i'm i just even action movies i'm like this is so unrealistic i cannot sit here and and pretend like this would be real life right give me a murderer though that's real life that's real life so, we're like the Lion King. I, I hope that that's real life. Oh, of course it is. Okay. <laughs> so, Brianna had just fallen asleep. She was tired, dude. Once again, I feel you. I'm, I'm the one that does not finish movies. And they started to hear some banging on the door. Very, 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 very loud, aggressive banging. Brianna and Kenneth yelled, who is it, multiple times with obviously different variations of like, wait, who's there? Brianna was awake? Well, the banging that woke her up. Okay, see, I was under the impression that she was asleep when she was killed. She was awake. Oh my god. Um, I also was under the impression that she was sleeping. Um, and there's some other things. And okay. that actually came from Kenneth in an interview that Brianna yelled multiple times, who is it? Like, who is there? Um, so, and, and other neighbors also heard the banging and stuff like that. And um, no one answered. No one told them who it was. And although there was no answer, it was Jonathan Mattingly, Brent, Hankinson and Miles um, Cosgrove. And they were the three plainclothes police officers that were there to execute a search warrant. And they did not know pretty much what they should about the search warrant. They were pretty much bodies is how it was described. The search warrant was um, approved on behalf of a narcotics unit and there was multiple search warrants going on at multiple locations around this day time i couldn't super find a timeline but um multiple search warrants had already been executed um and it was described that they were pretty much just police officers that were available these three officers 
were going to be the officers that shot and killed Brianna Taylor. They entered her apartment in plain clothes, like we talked about, and they supposedly knocked before entering, even though multiple witnesses believed the knocking they heard was actually them attempting to knock the door down. Oh. Um, they were using like a battering ram or something. We've all seen them. I, I, I wrote it down. Some, you know the thing where in the yeah. movies they, the big black like metal thing? Me- Why? So that's, I, I'm assuming that's what they heard for the knocking. If not, I guess it could have been some knocking. Either way, knocking was heard. There's sure. no way telling. Not what, even knocking, whether, but banging. Yeah. Um, so they entered the apartment. And Kenneth, I want to note that he is a legal gun owner. He has a concealed carry. And he thought that his home was being invaded. He saw that these were just men breaking the door down. So he shot. And I think it was only once. I, I could not find an exact number. I, I don't, I, I think it was one or two times. I cannot be certain because there's sure once. Um, and he hit one of the officers in the, the leg. It was the upper like thigh area. Were they already in the house? Yes. Okay. Um, and since he shot first, the officers returned gunfire. The officer shot over 20 times total, and Brianna was hit eight times. Oh, my God. Jonathan Mattingly was the officer that was shot in the leg by Kenneth. The officer, yeah, battering ram. That's, I wrote it down right there. That's what they used to open the door. Officers did say they knocked on the door. And that was confirmed by Kenneth that he heard knocking, but mm-hmm. they did not announce themselves. So it was, you know how in the movies or like when people think please of a search warrant, yeah, they like, oh, please search warrant or whatever. Okay, um, yeah, but also not only did they not announce themselves, but they're plain clothes. Like they're not even in their, their police uniforms. Yep. What the fuck? Um, so the officers are saying that they announced themselves and knocked it was confirmed that there was banging but no one other than i think there was one witness of multiple witnesses other it's a small complex you know heard the banging only one gentleman heard i'm using air quotes um the police saying that it was police officers and then the police said that as well um This is why Kenneth thought his home was being invaded and that they were under attack. He, um, from the beginning, has said that this was in self-defense. I thought these people were breaking into my home. They were. I agree, especially with the circumstances. Um, They also have a. I'm I'm fairly positive um, in the documentary. I think they mentioned that um, they have a stand your ground law. So in that instance, I'm fairly certain if they have it that he was under the law well because they entered his home Mm -hmm. um so after the shooting um kenneth was brought to the police station afterwards and he did say during questioning um and in the the documentary it was a new york times documentary that brianna asked multiple times 
who it was at the door and there was no response. And that's actually when he grabbed his license gun and shot first is when they were entering the home. Okay. Um, as they were removing him from the home, they handcuffed him instantly and started calling him a cop killer. There was actually video, um, a recording of it in the documentary, the New York Times documentary. It's actually, it's on Hulu, I think. Um, I, it was taken down though. You can find it on YouTube, I think though. It was like oh one of those God. shows on Hulu that like is only there for a certain amount of time. That's where I watched it though. Um, when the officers started shooting, they hit everything. I know we, we had talked about how Brianna was hit eight times, but the pictures were devastating. Like there was the pictures that were released anyway, um, the crime scene, there was rounds and rounds and rounds of casings. There was holes in the wall, glass shattered, um, toothpaste uh, holder shot through. There was there was casings and um, a pot on the stove everywhere. Um, Brianna was pronounced dead on the scene, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, so the search warrant that was actually that they were there for, nothing was found in the apartment that they were looking for. It was reported that the officer, um, oh, one of the officers was actually shooting blindly from outside the home of the residence. Mm-hmm. And this was uh, Mattingly, I think. Now, so they had a search warrant for Brianna and Kenneth's apartment. Yeah, I'm going to get into the search warrant details in a second. Okay, but They okay. did have a search warrant for, and it was approved to be a no-knock search warrant. So, okay. Um, in my opinion, in some other people's, was it should have been approved? Probably not. Um, but so they did have a search warrant. Uh, I do want to just vaguely say right here, I will go into it later as well. One of the officers was shooting from outside the residence blind, they were not even in the home shooting. I read it shooting to see what sticks. Yep. I did read in a New York Times article that about an hour before the search was conducted, there was an ambulance on standby outside of the apartment complex. I said that this was pretty standard practices while conducting a search warrant. They were told to leave about an hour before anyone entered the home. After the shooting was over, an officer did call an ambulance back while giving aid to the officer that had been shot. Brianna did not receive any medical attention for at least 20 minutes, and it's reported that she coughed and struggled to breathe by Kenneth for about five minutes, is what he's estimating, before before she actually passed away. Um, The autopsy, which is also questionable, actually says that they believe she passed away after a minute. Um, Obviously, no one could really know, and I'm sure that time with her felt like forever. Right, right. They, um, the officers actually didn't even realize that she was seriously wounded till Kenneth's 911 call was registered to that home and, and said that she was, she was injured. The officers had no idea. You shot how, just fucking blindly into this house and you're out here thinking that nobody's injured. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, I'm, I'm going to play, I'm going to send you this and I want you to, um, this is uh, Kenneth's 911 call. 911 operator Harris, where is your emergency? Uh, 
I don't, I don't know what's happening. Somebody kicked in the door inside my girlfriend. Okay, where are you located? I'm at 3003 Springfield Drive, apartment 4. 3003 Springfield Drive, apartment number 4? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, how old is your girlfriend? She's, she's 26. Bring it. You said 26? Where was she shot at? I don't know. She's on the grill right now. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. You said she's 26. Is she alert and able to talk to you? No, she's not. Breathe. Okay, and you said you're in apartment number four. Help! Oh my God! Yes, help! What's help. your name, sir? Oh, my name is Kenneth Walker. You said Kenneth. And you said she's 26. Yes. Okay, you said 3003 Springfield Drive, apartment number four. Yes. Okay. Can you check and see where she's been shot at? I can't get on her stomach. No, okay. Is, oh is she alert and able to talk to you? No, My um, my heart broke. The absolute heartbreak in his voice. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. It, with no that being words. said, um, he from the beginning was saying someone came into my home. They shot my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I believe it is very apparent that he does at that time did not know who it was right he i genuinely agree. did not believe it was the police they were plain clothed they did not announce themselves and in all honesty this may be fast forwarding a little bit or jumping ahead but brianna and him had no reason to be on police's radar from my understanding so right honestly if the cops came to my house but the fuck you want i'd be like what, what what's going on here <laughs> I'm not doing anything that I would think that you would be here for. So I do also want to say that her autopsy did state that she could not have been saved from um, with her injuries. Um, and they, they um, believe that she passed away within about a minute. Um, a little bit about Kenneth Walker. He actually initially faced charges of first-degree assault and attempted murder of a police officer. The initial statement made by police was they announced themselves before entering the home. And they were, um, that's when they were instantly shot at by Walker. From the beginning, like we just talked about, even in that 911 call, and then afterwards being interviewed at the police station and everything, 
um, he, he genuinely didn't know who it was. And he thought he was acting in self-defense. Uh, definitely. Um, and like, like we just talked about and you guys heard, in the, in the call, he even said someone, I believe, like someone kicked in my door. Someone, like, the police broke in, they shot my yeah. girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Which, like, that's what I would have assumed if someone knew who it was, so. Right. So he was actually detained and in, in charge, but he was eventually actually released due to COVID concerns. In June, his attorney filed a motion to permanently dismiss the charges because he was acting in self-defense. That's all I'm going to say. So now we're going to jump into the officers. The officers actually initially filed the incident report that claimed Brianna had no injuries and that no forcible entry was done to the apartment. Are you fucking kidding me? These lies were misdocumentation and the the lack of a proper investigation due to some of the paperwork obviously has tainted a lot well and i think that honestly like the fact that that was not or that was filed that way the the misrepresentation it, it says a lot about the actions of police honestly like why if you guys did nothing wrong, like, why do you feel the need to lie? Like, let's just call it what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I cannot see any, um, that, that is, in my opinion, that that's not a mistake, dude. Like, you no. fill out reports all the time. Um, and there's a, a big, 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 big difference between, um, forcible entry and not forcible entry and well and can i just mention for a second that people people put signs in their houses about if you come into my house like i'm i have guns or i'm gonna shoot you or i'll kill you if you come or whatever whatever those stupid signs may be but then they have a problem in cases like this where people one don't announce themselves and two probably shouldn't even be there and they're not even dressed like police like Anyway, I'm sorry. I'll get off my uh, soapbox now. I'm just all the pissed. officers, all the officers involved in the shooting were initially placed on administrative leave pending the investigation. Like, wow, I'm so surprised. Oh, great, free fucking uh, vacation. The department's initial, I'm sorry, the department's internal professional integrity unit within the department was actually handling this on May 20th. The findings were given to Daniel Cameron, the attorney general in um, Louisville, to determine if the officers will be charged. The mayor, Greg Fisher, asked the FBI and the U.S. Attorney Office of Review, uh, I'm sorry, the U.S. Attorney Office to review their findings to get their, their opinion as well, which that is a great call in my opinion. Definitely. Uh, in addition, on May 20th, the FBI actually announced they will conduct their own independent investigation um, and not just review the investigation that was done. Love that. Um, however, can we talk about how this was in May, the end of May, and the shooting was March 13th? 
So I just want to highlight that. Mm. Love that they're they were investigating it, but I love that they're doing that and they're moving forward. It just sucks. Like there's there's two sides to this because obviously I love that they're they're doing this, but I hate that they're they've taken so long. But also going back, like these government entities, I don't know what the fuck their deal is, but they take forever to do anything. Yeah. I also think that they're um probably was a lot of cover-up going on for sure to see what they could do yeah this this got big media attention after Ahmad and George and all these other lives that were taken in this really um unfortunately and I hate that I'm gonna say this this really helped bring attention to Brianna's case definitely the loss of the other even Ahmad was in what February I, I don't want to like lump them together. I'm fairly certain it was in February, January. I want to say that. Any yeah. of the year. Yeah. Um, it actually might have been in January. Either way. Um, and George was after Brianna, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So George helped stem a, a bigger conversation. Big. And I don't. I, all of them did. Let's, talk, yeah. let's just say all of them did. I, I don't want to. really. I don't want to. Um, lump them all together or not lump them together i really want to talk about brianna and all these other things um but that's what kind of helped bring the attention to this and i think that that's partially why we're seeing all these delayed actions um officer hankins was actually a sitting member of the louisville police merit board which contained uh five members two of which were officers and the three remaining members were actually civilians the board reviewed, um, they reviewed appeals from police officers with disciplinary matters. He was actually removed in June 2020. Why so long? Uh, June 19th, a letter was actually sent to Hankins letting him know that he was being terminated due to violations of department policy and using deadly force. Firing his weapon blindly outside of the apartment was what he did. The letter also so had he his... loses his job, but he doesn't get charged with anything. Are you kidding me? Look at there. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm so mad. This case makes me so angry. I know. Um, so the letter actually had one his past disciplinary action as well taken against him. That included one reckless conduct that was noted. I'm not sure if there was other things on there. That's all I. That's all I found though. He was actually formally fired like in person face-to-face on June 23rd and had 10 days to appeal his termination to the Louisville Louisville Police Merit Board that he was a sitting member on for a long time. Um, the appeal actually, the appeal has been delayed due to the criminal investigation that is going on. So he is appealing it. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Joke. So I, I just want to recap. Hankins was fired. Delayed, but fired. The other two are still on administrative leave, I believe. They're still on administrative leave. It's um, it's September. Has anybody told them? I don't know. It's September. You want me to call them? I have in March. Maybe maybe they should come to the the court of Amanda. Oh, bitch! They're guilty. They don't even gotta step <laughs> in. <laughs> now, okay. So I'm yeah, I'm but not- I'll uh, I'll find police officers guilty for their wrongdoings and not just uh, quit them. Thank you. Thank you. Shots fired. Quite literally. <laughs> Um, now I, I may be asking this question prematurely, but like, 
do we know whose gun killed Brianna? Has that been done? Have ballistics been done on on that? Like, I know that like, but she I don't was know- shot eight times. I don't know if it was like if this one wouldn't have happened. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying. I don't know if there was just one bullet. I, I mean, in that- my eyes, or- they're all three guilty, but. So I th- I believe I don't super know like a hundred percent. I believe all th- three hit her. I think Hankins was um, fired because uh, only because of his blindly shooting into the apartment. Well, I think um, I think ballistics would also be hard considering they all are police officers. Chances are they're all probably carrying the same gun, which takes the same ammo. So. I mean, ballistics uh the ballistics um each gun shoots a different um pattern so it you okay. can't okay so it matches up so they would take all three guns they would do like a test shot and get the the bullet from that mm-hmm. and it has like scry marks almost on the outside it's it's like a, it's like oh, a that's really thing. Cool. Oh. it's a very unique um pattern for every gun so that's actually how ballistics works so okay. they'll say this i one. thought it was only it, it could only tell what type of gun no it can tell if it was the gun um however um if if all three bullets were found in the body it, it you can't say oh this one right right if they traveled it, i mean maybe if it was lodged somewhere but if it traveled or there's just so many extenuating circumstances sure um so yeah, they would be able to tell if all three bullets came, if all three, if there were three different types of bullets found in her cavity. Oh my God. I, sorry. That sounds really inhuman. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so according to his termination letter, the letter, it, it was actually posted on social media. I think they posted it on their Twitter. Like, Clap back. Oh. Fuck yeah. I mean, it only took you a shit ton of months. Forever. Filed yet, but whatever, whatever, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, the department it said that he was terminated for displaying an extreme indifference to the value of human life when he blindly fired 10 rounds into the apartment of Brianna Taylor. Mm. So... <laughs> Let's talk about no-knock search warrants for a little bit. Um, no-knock warrants need to be approved by a judge that actually is approving the search warrant. So there's like almost a box that needs to be checked when they're submitting the paperwork to to the official. Okay. When the officer fills it out, there's a boatload of information that goes into it. And at this time, that's when they kind of just say like, did they want to knock or not knock? When most warrants are being executed, the officers will notify residents who they are and that they have a warrant. They'll either like ring the doorbell or knock or anything like that. And they most always yell to identify themselves prior to forcibly entering the building. Sure. And that's um, kind of how you see it on TV. It's very similar. It's, it, you have to, you have to be loud. Um, so devil's advocate here, is it possible, and I'm sure that, I mean, anything's possible at this point, is it possible that they announced themselves prior to them waking up and hearing the bangs? You know what I mean? Possible. Uh, Kenneth was awake. Oh, okay. Um, then, then never mind. Never mind. 
but the other thing is, is I was just going to say, um, in the, in the documentary, we were talking to an academy trainer and he was like, I train my people that if you are announcing yourself for a warrant or anything else, or even just announcing yourself that you're police, he, he said that he wants people within a hundred yards to hear them. He said, if I cannot hear you within 50 yards, 90 yards, it's not, it's not appropriate and it's not acceptable. Sure. So within a hundred yards, it is the expectation to the, this trainer. I don't know if that is a across Definitely. the board, yeah. um, but he was like, and I would hope that every trainer does that. And every police officer does that because you don't know who's coming into your house. And if like these, well, these situations something like are, this could happen, like, especially sure. if you don't know the fuck's yeah. coming into your house. Mm-hmm. Um, so no-knock warrants will actually be issued a lot of times when there is a belief that whatever illegal evidence is on the property or maybe whatever potential illegal evidence that could be on the property will be destroyed in the time between the police identifying themselves and when they actually enter the home and secure the area. Um, I did read some bullshit that there was an increased perceived threat to the officer during a no-knock warrant so like why do it you why know? do so, a like, no-knock warrant that doesn't seem so yeah yeah they were saying like officers are on higher alert because like they're not letting them know who they are anyway the number of no-knock warrants has actually increased significantly over time in the 80s is um it was roughly like 1,500 to 1,300 were done on average. And in 2010, it's actually estimated that 45,000 to 55,000 are done yearly now. Oh, wow. And that was 10 years ago. So who knows how many are now. Prior to the shooting of Brianna, there was always controversy over no-knock warrants. This isn't a new thing. Um, Statistically, people, civilians and officers, not one higher than the other, were injured or killed at a higher rate during no-knock warrants as opposed to regular warrants. Criminals actually have even pretended to be officers executing no-knock warrants. Well, they are just there to rob people or kill them or do anything like that. So in addition, like it's, it's also being used almost against them. Right. Right. Um, I don't know to use a no-knock warrant, honestly. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how often that um, criminals are using that tactic to, like, rob people, but um, I did see on there that it, it happens. Um, it. I mean, impersonating an officer isn't something that we haven't heard of before, so. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, homeowners actually think that they're being robbed or invaded and shoot at officers during, their, during no-knock warrants. Crazy. Well, imagine that. Crazy. Um, the officers in Brianna's raid were allowed to wear street clothing while executing the search warrant. I'm I'm unsure if this is allowed during no-knock warrants in other states or if this is just um, a Kentucky-approved thing or if this was... I couldn't find any information on, like, requirements of no-knock warrants. You know, like, do they have to be um, in uniform? Do they have to do X, Y, and Z? I couldn't, I couldn't find that, but... I do want to just highlight that they were unmarked and did not announce themselves. Right. Okay. The origin of no-knock warrants is actually super chilling within itself. 
It actually was an idea of a 20 something year old Senate staffer during the Nixon administration, which was like early, early, like seventies. I think he was like 69 and something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, It was supposed to send a message about how tough on crime and drugs they were. Like we were as a country, this, um, but this became super popular in the eighties when the police became more militarized and the war on drugs started. Wow. We all know that that's a great, yep. Mm-hmm. War on drugs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when they're um, primarily used as well as in drug cases or drug warrant cases, because they think that people are going to flush drugs or something. According to Radley, Belenko, an investigative journalist who has spent a lot of time talking about no-knock warrants and the history and everything like that, there um, there is yearly an average of eight to ten innocent people getting killed while executing no-knock warrants. Imagine that. Uh, so about eight to ten innocent people are killed yearly among no-knock warrants, and about twenty to 30 people who are not innocent are killed in the house during no-knock warrants. So 30 to 40 people in total, innocent or not. Um, The New York Times actually later reported that before the raid was executed, the order was, I capitalized and bolded that. That's why I said it like that. Oh no. Changed to a knock and announce warrant. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. So the warrant that they were supposed to be executing was changed. I'm saying it louder for the people in the back, bitch. Please do. The warrant that they were there to execute was changed to a knock and announce warrant. So why the fuck didn't y'all do it? Boom. So let's talk about why they were there. Stressed. Officers were investigating the distribution of drugs. The targets of the warrant actually were Jamarcus Glover and Adrian Walker because they were suspected of selling drugs from the house. I'm sorry, drugs from a house that was 10 plus miles away. Their trap house was 10 miles away. Over 10 miles. Jamarcus and Brianna. Brianna, Brianna, actually dated over two years prior and stayed in contact, like friends, whatever, over the years. They were able to actually get the warrant for Brianna's apartment because they claimed to believe Jamarcus might have been receiving packages there that contained drugs at the apartment and a car that was registered to Brianna was seen at the drug house prior. Unknown when it was prior, but was it like two years ago when they were dating prior? I don't know. Um, the search it's very vague. The search warrant was approved to be a no-knock warrant by Jefferson County Circuit Judge Mary Shaw. Use a hoe. Fuck off, Mary Shaw. Um, Mary Shaw was. To- um, let me. Let me. Okay, you stole okay. a hoe, Mary. But Judge Shaw was told by officers the documents provided for the warrant that one of the men in question used the apartment to receive packages. There was no um, 
question in there. It was very definitive. Like, it was very, like, this is what happens. It is alleged by police that one of the men in question had been seen walking into the apartment one time in January with a package from the post office and then went to the drug house. I also want to say in the New York Times documentary that I keep referring to, a retired narcotics officer, do not remember his name, said that they had to have, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna slow this down for people. Oh God. I hope, I hope this gets to an officer. For all search warrants, they have to have recently reviewed anything in question. So, and it has to be anything like, it has to be a recent activity. Sure. So if he received the package, so at, let me also say this, it has to be within 48 hours or so. So if he receives the package right now, they go to get a warrant, the warrant should be executed within 48 hours of the thing in question. Not definitely two months later. <sighs> they also said that the U.S. Postal Inspector confirmed that they had been receiving packages at the apartment, like Jamarcus had been mm-hmm. receiving packages there. However, the Postal Inspector, Tony Gooden, said that the police were told there was no packages of interest being received there. Are we grabbing at straws or... What the fuck are you guys doing? Are you bored? Um, I oh, I do want to say briefly that um, I do believe that Jamarcus was already um, taken into custody. So the the other search warrants that we had briefly mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. they were of that drug house and some other places near it where they believed they were selling drugs out of. Um, they had already searched those prior the day before, so that would have been uh, March twelfth. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I believe they had them in custody. I think they had um, Jamarcus and Adrian. Is that his name? Um, I think they already had him. So why are you still going there? So the search warrant was for drug paraphernalia and things to sell, to distribute. So not just for them, but other things. The aftermath. The aftermath. The aftermath. Um, on May 29th, Mayor Greg Fisher suspended the use of no-knock warrants in Louisville. Um, Later on, the the Louisville City Council banned the use of no-knock warrants. And this vote was... A little too late. Yeah, right. And this vote was um, unanimous. So it was across the board. This is actually called Brianna's Law now. Republican Kentucky... Kentucky. Kentucky. Republican Kentucky Senator Rand Paul um, introduced a bill that would actually ban the practice of no-knock warrants for federal officers. I don't love you, Rand Paul, but like love that you put that into. Um, I love that you put that um, bill in. Yeah, that's huge. Brianna's autopsy is in question. Her death certificate actually said in the autopsy notes, so the death certificate and the autopsy notes say that the manner of death is definitely homicide, but the notes say that there were only five gunshot wounds, which there's reported to be eight, so there's question with that. Something's off, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the family and their, um, 
attorney are still talking with people about this and trying to get things reviewed and whatnot. A wrongful death lawsuit was filed against the police um, and by, by Brianna's family. On September 10th, today's September 14th, so wow. four days ago, um, roughly six months after the shooting, NBC reported that Brianna's case is set to go before a grand jury soon. Shut up. The article read that Kentucky's attorney general is, is preparing to present evidence to the grand jury, and it can be as early as this week or at the end of the month um, that they present this to the grand jury. The case will be presented in Louisville at an undisclosed location, which I found that a little odd and shocking. Um, you hear all the time that cases are moved. I know that this is a huge case. And it's going to be very, very, very right. difficult to find anyone who doesn't know anything or who knows very little or is unbiased. Right. Um, however, I feel like it's going to be even harder if they're keeping it in Louisville. Um, so I am shocked. Definitely. I am shocked that they're not moving it. Or at least that hasn't been announced yet or that I did not see. Um, after a decision is made, is it, expect, it is expected that the findings of the investigation will be made public. Obviously, within moderation, not everything can be released. Right. Um, during the hearing, nine jurors must decide that there is significant evidence to believe a crime was committed, and if that happens, the police officers involved can be indicted. Can then be indicted. I imagine they will be indicted if they're found that there was a potential of a crime. I mean, I think we all know that there was a crime here. I've always thought that, but then all these officer involved <laughs> deaths are like no it's a no yeah. for me dog what what they're probably gonna go out there and find blue lives matter bullshit fuck the people <laughs> blue lives blue lives don't exist shut the fuck up <laughs> that shit is a choice being black isn't anyway we did really well getting this far without putting anything like that in. Fuck! <laughs> I've tried so right? hard! Over here itching! I know, I'm like, <laughs> Anyway, uh, the Louisville Police Department claimed that none of their officers were actually wearing body cams because all three of them were plainclothes um, officers at the time of the uh, warrant. Now, I have a question. So the new warrant, so you said that the new warrant was, uh, or there was a, an update, the warrant was updated. Mm -hmm. Fuck. So did that indicate that they were still allowed to wear plain clothes and not their uniforms? Or I don't, I don't, I didn't see anywhere where that was indicated. I do believe that they were plain clothes officers in general. In general. Okay. So I don't know if it was like, you're doing a search warrant, like go in your normal uniform or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Same. And like, I attempted not wholeheartedly to find information on it <laughs> and it just brought up a lot of useless information so i was like well okay. although they claimed that none of them were wearing body cameras on september 4th 10 days ago that was 10 days from now right now when we're recording this a photo floated around um of one of the officers now in question and he was wearing a body cam they're Shut saying the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. They're saying that this picture was from the night after the like right after the shooting happened. 
I am shook. Obviously, we can't tell if it was on, not on, or if, you know. It's probably a fucking lie. Anyway, um, because, you know, they weren't wearing them, and then all of a sudden there's a picture of them wearing them. Um, So this officer wasn't one of the main officers that was involved in the shooting, but he was definitely involved in the, the raid and the search warrant, and he is pictured with a vest on in a in a body cam may 1st the police chief um, so he has a i'm sorry he has a vest on that wasn't one of the three officers that was shooting so i don't know what they were wearing um the police chief stephen conrad announced that he would be retiring effective june 30th this was obviously after his department and the investigation and everything were being widely criticized and the mishandling of this Brianna's case. He was actually fired on June 1st by the governor, Andy Beshier, in result of another officer-involved shooting. I, I vaguely want to go over this one. This is in... Um, a huge case that I heard about. Um, so when I when I read about this, um, wasn't super sure. Um, so David McAtee was shot and killed during a local gathering. Police say it was a protest and that people were there past curfew. However, the people that were there, it was a barbecue restaurant that David actually helped. He was an owner and operator of it. Um, and people were just there to buy food and eat. I did see videos from this, which are on YouTube. Um, and it, he was literally like cooking barbecue and feeding people. And like, it was, is it like a backyard kind Ooh, of? Oh, I think I heard about this. Maybe I didn't I, hear about I it. I think I heard about this. So it wasn't like a backyard kind of organization. Like, yeah, like, yeah, but like, it was clearly a business and there were security cameras and everything like that. So shots were fired upon the time. Uh, shots were fired upon the arrival of the police officers so so shots were fired at a police officer is what was said um they're saying it was david so david did shoot he did have a handgun it is it is on a we're not sure if david shot first or if he shot back um david was hit once in the chest um the stories were obviously conflicting sure the police obviously claim that he shot first um but uh shockingly or not so shockingly none of the officers were wearing body cams wow and that's why the police chief was fired um the officers involved in the shooting didn't have any about the body cams on them resulting in the department not following policy once again and surprise surprise so on june 10th uh the lmpd announced that they will require all officers all to wear body cams and they're changing the procedure the the procedures on how warrants will be carried out this also this is um this how they're changing this the procedures and everything this is actually requiring officers involved in a warrant they all have to wear body cams like all but they all specifically in a warrant have to wear body cams plain clothes whatever and they actually have to turn the body cam on at least five minutes before the the raid is executed 
and maintain the the feed for at least five minutes after the raid is complete as well okay um and a civilian review board was actually stood up um and set up for um police disciplinary matters in Louisville. And then vaguely, I just want to talk about the legislation that was that was um, put out because of Brianna. In June 2020, Democrats in Congress introduced the Justice and Policing Act of 2020. It's a very broad bill. Um, this is also known as the George Floyd Policing Act bill. Um, but Brianna was in, involved in this. Brianna, sure. Brianna's case was involved um, in this. Um, this bill is to combat police misconduct, excessive force, and racial bias in policing. This bill was passed in the House pretty widely. I mean, they're a Democratic-run House, but um, I think there was like over 100 votes more for it than against it. Um, <clears throat> but it is not expected to make it through the Senate, and obviously Dingus J. Trump um, doesn't support the legislation. Are you surprised? Of course not. No, I'm not surprised. Me too. But also, why why does it take legislation to not be racist? Why should we like? I mean, yeah, whatever. That that all. I get what they're trying to do, but how about just not be fucking racist? (laughs) Like, that takes zero effort. Zero. Uh, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul introduced the Justice for Breonna Taylor Act that prohibits federal law enforcement for carrying out warrants until after the officer provides notice of their authority and their purpose. So getting rid of no-knock warrants and making it very clear what they're there for, their purpose, who they are. Making sure that the people inside the home acknowledge your presence. Yes. Um, the other thing I vaguely want to talk about before we, we bring this to a close is, um, first thing is in that documentary that I was, um, that I watched Brianna's mom. So Kenneth called Brianna's mom as she was laying there dying. And then she was unable to get a hold of Kenneth because he was taken into police custody. She had no idea. She showed up to the scene. And she went into detail about this. So this is me paraphrasing her words. Um, And someone on the scene that she believed it was like a detective or someone said, you need to go to the hospital. And so they told her what hospital to go to. And she went there. And she was there for hours. And they kept saying, well, no one's here by that name. No one's here by that name. And they kept checking ambulances to see if anyone was coming in by that name. Finally, hours later, they told her, no one is here by that name and no one is coming here by that name. So she went back to the home. And that is when I think she said it was six or seven hours later that she um, spoke to another officer and they said that they were finishing up and she was asking about where her daughter was. And they said, Oh ma'am, she's still in the apartment. And that's how she found out that her daughter had passed away. No. And oh my that her God. body was just laying there um and she couldn't get a hold of kenneth no one would tell her anything and it her body laid there for hours and i think it was like upwards of 12 hours before anything was released i i don't even know if she was able to see her at that point um 
Yeah. And then Kenneth was instantly put into jail. Um, so it was really, it, it's always going to be traumatic for a mother. Um, but the way that she had to find out about her daughter's death and just think about her baby. So cold and so callous. Laying like, there, you know, um, I just, um, I empathize. The other thing I want to talk about is that I had a lot of preconceived um, biased ideas about what happened in this case based off um, social media or just post um, prior to doing my research. Um, my opinion does not change. I, it did not change I at agree. All. No. However, um, I'm glad I know the full story or at least as full yeah. a story as we can get at um, this point. But the story I, um, social media people, word of mouth made me, made me believe is that, um, they were there to find Jamarcus and he was already in custody and like, um, the search warrant was that, like it, it, the search warrant was in question. Like, in my opinion, the search warrant shouldn't have been issued for Brianna's place. I thought that it, they had the wrong house. I didn't even think that they were going to her house. I was just going to say, I heard that very early on as well. Yeah. Um, and there was just a lot of misinformation that I believe was out there. Um, and cases like this, I'm very passionate about. Um, Taylor is as well. Um, I am going to get a little personal briefly, and I, I try not to get as personal on here, but um, my husband is Black. My son is Black. And cases like this, they matter and having these conversations they matter and they need to happen and stop we as a society and people need to stop letting social media or anything bias privilege um anything in between get in get in the way we need to do our own due diligence we need to do better as a society as people um, whether you back this movement that I am so passionate about and that Taylor is so passionate about or not, Brianna's life did not deserve to end the way it did. These things could have been avoided. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry that this is a super political case. And if you do not agree, but I am not sorry if I'm making you uncomfortable, if you didn't want to hear this case, if you had these bias, and I hope, I hope that your opinion has changed. And I think that we encourage you guys to continue to research, continue to do our research. If we're missing something, let us know. Like, Mm -hmm. we are never going to be the ones to turn down, like, additional information or something that we're missing or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, Brianna's life matters and if that makes you uncomfortable I'm not sorry because maybe you should be uncomfortable yeah this is how things change um the other thing I do want to say is we talked about it in the beginning but this case is evolving and it is evolving fast and and hopefully evolving in in the correct way um we will hopefully have a follow-up when there is enough information to do a, a mini sewed follow-up on it. 
um hopefully letting you know that the, all three of those motherfuckers are gonna run away in jail forever and brianna did not die in vain yep. um brianna was a beautiful girl and a beautiful soul and she's i wish that i had the chance to know her and yeah that she had a chance to you know be kenneth's wife and have yeah. kids oh, and oh, um she is a person regardless of if she had a connection to a drug dealer even if she was she wasn't but if she was a drug dealer like she no one deserves to die in that nobody deserves in, to in die, that regardless way. of whether you are breaking a law or not yeah your life um, matters and we support you so um yeah that that's that is brianna and yeah that's all i got for today very heavy case i'm stressed yeah it was really hard doing the research i can't even imagine all right well cool thanks y'all thanks guys bye we hope you join us every monday for a weekly episode and as an added bonus we've deemed the first sunday of every month as serial killer sunday so you can look forward to an extra long episode about our favorite serial killers once a month Go follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Naptime Investigations or Twitter at Naptime underscore podcast. If you want us to cover one of your favorite cases, please send over your case suggestions via email at naptimeinvestigations at gmail.com or there is a link in our Instagram bio. As always, we hope you enjoyed this episode and thanks for joining this party. Bye. Bam.